everyone. Welcome to the Happy Health Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Catania. Each week, we'll discuss all things to make you happier and healthier. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Amy. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Health Podcast. Today is a very special episode because it is my 100th podcast and because of that, I asked a very special guest to come on, my dear, dear hubby, Ray. <laughs> and he's been on before, but the, uh, the first time I had him on the podcast, I was actually interviewing him as the owner of IPT. This time, I want to have a episode on us and our relationship because as many of you guys know, Ray and I have been together for 24 years, have known each other since we were nine, and have been married. How long have we been married? I don't know. I don't know. We don't 11-ish. We didn't have tra- a wedding. You keep track of all that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, welcome, Ray. Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get it. Let's get it rolling. So you will <laughs> see that I am the... The bubbly one and raise the chill, calm in the storm. So we very, we compliment each other so much. Um, and I really wanted to focus on in this podcast, like how we're able to keep going and do all the things that we do and continue growing as a couple, continue to grow as business partners and still like each other at the end of the day because it's not, it's not easy. And I think, uh, a lot of times people looking in will say like relationship goals and like, you know, like hashtag power couple and all that. And I think what they miss is that Ray and I actually really work on our relationships just as much as we work on everything else. And I do try to talk about that on my, my podcast and in my posts and stuff, but I think it's kind of missed. So that's why I asked Ray to be my guest for the 100th episode so you can get his perspective and not just my perspective. So to kick this off, uh, I want to ask Ray, what do you think is like the secret sauce or like the important things to keep in our relationship going? Like what's what's that um, thing? I, <laughs> I think first and foremost, honesty I think a lot of people get into new relationships and they're afraid to tell the truth. I mean, that happens across the board, not only in, in uh, romantic relationships or spouse relationships, but in, in general. And then two, I would say expectations. Uh, I think we've had lots of conversations over the years that we've been together and we've learned more and more, not only from being together so long, but also going to personal development things and and uh i don't know i don't even know if it's called therapy but we've got we've gone to marriage boot camps and we have actually we have, we gone, have to gone to therapy, therapy yeah. sometimes uh just to get get back on the same page so i think we've learned to just communicate what our expectations are and if something's off we're willing to have a sit down conversation and say like hey here's here's what i'm seeing uh here's what i'd like to change and and, you know, what's your feedback and here's my expectations going forward. Um, and then the last thing I would say is something that uh, I don't know that this is possible from the standpoint of every relationship, but I think we both value freedom and independence. I think that's a common value that we share. So I would say, you know, from the outside looking in, you should definitely be in a relationship where you at least have you know, a couple of, or at least your top core values in common. Uh, Cause I see that a lot. I think some couples aren't on the same page with what they value in terms of time, freedom, uh, their schedule. Uh, even I've seen disagreements on kids and, you know, I, I think people just don't take the time to think that way. They just kind of nowadays fall in love and they're like, Oh yeah, this, everything's going to be great for so long. Um, but I, I think we both, have that in common and we respect each other's freedom and we're not um clingy in any way or obsessive not a stage five clinger. yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> okay so i want to unpack this a little bit so going back to the honesty that could mean different things for different couples what does that mean like like what does that mean to you like honestly like we tell each other every little tiny thing or uh we can we can be you know, like you'll ask me a question and I'll I'll tell you what I honestly think. Like, what does that mean? Because I know on, people can interpret that differently. Um, I mean, I think it's just telling the truth. I mean, I think everybody has things on their their mind and they're afraid to share them. I don't think that we have that instance that much. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like 
you know, like let's let's be real here. I'm sure there's like a one to three percent sliver <laughs> that we don't, you know, share every little thing. But um, I mean, I think we just tell each other like if something's wrong, if something's off, um, you know. I, and then I also think that we enjoy speaking slash talking. I don't know if that that's a a thing amongst uh, everyone, but I think that that's a a strength that we have um with each other in terms of being open right so like because I, I come home and then like we can talk about anything when we go on date night we can talk about anything um but i don't know your original question was honesty I, <laughs> that's like i don't know it's kind of black and white for me but uh, <laughs> yeah i, I guess because we live in saying. a world world full of liars what i would say from my perspective on honesty is that we uh, very much will um, just say it up front. Like you, you kind of touched that on a little bit. So let's say one of us is mad. Um, I, I know, and this is not a judgment on anybody, but just from you know, you have friends and you talk and stuff, and they're like, "Well, I'm not talking to my husband, and I have, or I haven't spoken to my significant other in X amount of days." We tend not to do that. We tend just be like, "This pissed me the f off." <laughs> Right. And we might not like flesh it out right then and there, but we, we've never played that, that game of like, well, that per, the person needs to figure out what they did. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like we just cut through that really quickly. Um, we don't say like, Oh, you know, you did this. Well, you got to figure out. You got to, well, I'm going to wait until you know what you did and then we can talk about it because I feel like that just prolongs it. Uh, and when it's easy to see that, I know I saw it growing up and, and it just never made sense to me to do that. I was just like, clearly I need to tell him what he did because he probably didn't even know that he was doing it if he, because he loves me. And if he knew that he was doing that, he probably wouldn't have done it in the first place, which was always my thinking on why I just needed to tell you, Hey, you did this and it upset me, hurt me, whatever, fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think, I also think that we have a unique situation where we, we both can shift from what I would call masculine and feminine energy in certain situations. And we're aware of that. I don't know that a lot of people can do that. Um, from what I've seen, most people either really want to be dominant and masculine uh, or, you know, the opposite, right? They want to be chased. Uh, they want to be loved 24 seven, right. or they will kind of want to play hard to get. Um, we, we kind of live in, neutrality a lot which i think is a strength because we're not trying to like dominate or or you know kind of play that game right. that, that you see in 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 younger relationships um and i think that that that's i mean i don't even know how to how i would teach that <laughs> outside of i think we're just aware of like when it's time for each other to step up in what in what roles and and we've just had expectations set with each other but you got to have a sit down obviously and and discuss those things like hey right. in in this situation like in a business situation like i would prefer that you're like this right if you have those conversations and you're clear on that then you're not going to piss each other off right and i would say like i was going to say like the way to to go about it is setting those expectations we've we've had many conversations on and that was going to be my next thing as we because you said honesty expectations and like freedom slash independence so going into your expectations like understanding what your partner's expectations are and not expecting those things to stay the same as you guys grow in your relationship. So I actually have a whole episode is episode 25. If you go back, you can, it's, it's know your expectations that will flesh it out a little bit more. But just to sum up what I went into in that podcast was making sure you're, you know what your expectations are. And then does your partner know what those expectations are? Do your friends know? And this goes beyond obviously just husband and wife or, or spouse or significant other relationships, but we think that they stay the same, right? So Ray and I have been together since we were 13. 
our expectations then were different. It was like, hey, I want you to come. You know, Ray was playing baseball. I was dancing. I want you to come up to come to my shows. You wanted me to come see you play baseball. We wanted to hang out on the weekends. We wanted to go to the movies. Like those were our expectations. We wanted to talk on the phone. We wanted to, you know, answer my text message. I don't even know if we had text messages back then. Was there a text message? <laughs> I don't even remember. But you know, answer my beeper or whatever. Those were our expectations. As we grew and we went into college. Our expectations changed, right? We we're both super busy. We had a different friend group. Our, the expectations changed and we had to figure that out, right? And then as when we moved in together, again, our expectations changed. Now you're living together. You're seeing how messy or not messy the person is. What are the expectations? Who's doing what in the house? Then when you have a business together, or if you have a business, or if one has a business, one has a career, one's a stay-at-home mom, one's one's doing something, what are the rules? I know I say rules, and people think of that as like a bad thing, but you actually do have certain rules that you have in your head, and a lot of times those are not expressed, and then the other person's not following your quote-unquote rule or expectation, and that's when you get pissed, right? But if that person knows what they are, it saves a lot of headache, right? Yeah, I agree. And then going going back to the honesty thing, because it sounds kind of like maybe you need an example. Like we're, for instance, we've told each other when we felt like we were both getting out of shape <laughs> at times, right? Yes. And we're radically honest with each other. And what's that quote? Somebody once said, I don't know who said it, but the, the greatest form of love is the truth. And I think we're okay with the truth. Like the reality is like you, you're probably holding on to stuff and maybe you're afraid to say it, but even... And this goes not only for relationships, friendships, but this is huge in business and managing people. Uh, like you have to be comfortable with telling people the truth because you're serving nobody by hiding it in and that tip or holding it in. And that typically just grows into resentment. And then I, I did want to add one other thing to the honesty thing. Um, or maybe it's not even the honesty thing in relationships in general. I've seen a lot of relationships where, where one spouse not looks down upon the other spouse, but doesn't see the value in their opinion at times. And I think that, you know, what we do is different. Like I value Amy's opinion. Amy values my opinion, right? So we, we're more, we're literally like partners, you know, and not just marriage partners, but like you got to think about what that word partner means, right? It means you trust the other person and you're loyal to the other person. And we truly have that to the point where I, we value each other's opinions to the point where we will ask, like if we're making big decisions, we're going to ask each other, um, one another's opinion before that decision is made. I think a lot of relationships don't do that. And they, they may look at, you know, like, I don't know, a stay at home dad can't maybe tell a alpha, you know, female that's a CEO in a company advice about business. But nine times out of 10, if you think about it, when you're trying to get great advice, a lot of times it comes from places that you weren't thinking thinking of in the beginning. Because uh, I know in my life, I've gotten advice from people specifically outside of my industry or outside of my circle because those people have a different perspective of what you're typically used to with, with the you know people that are really already in your industry uh, or are the same as you. Yep, I agree with that. And I think... Um, I know some people might find it harsh or like maybe even extreme that we're, we'll tell each other that one or the other is getting out of shape, but that goes back to our expectations of what we want in our relationship, right? So that might not be your expectation or maybe it is and it's not your partner's and that's a conversation that you want to have, right? So for us, we've always wanted health is my core value, obviously, for my company, it's in the core value that we, in the company that we own together. And it's also in our core value as our in our family, like our family unit. So that's why that expectation is there. And that's why we're brutally honest when it comes up, because we're like, hey, remember, this is something we, we both value. Let's get back to focusing on it. So if that like I know sometimes when you hear something, you want to think like not just 
taking exactly what we're doing, but taking it and figuring out how it works for you and your relationship, right? So with the honesty, like what does that mean to you? The expectations and the the back and forth that we say that we have, what does that look like for your relationship, right? And then the last one we were going through was the independence and freedom. So I know that that is a huge thing for you. <laughs> that has always been. And I didn't realize how much of it for me, it was for me until we started like really talking about it too. And I think uh, that is, I think that's, I may say that that's unique to us, to be honest. I don't know if you feel differently. but Well, just having like, like both the, valuing freedom? Yeah, how much we both just like doing things on our own. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think very much like that. Well, I think we just like solving problems on our own, and I, I also think it's just here. Here's what I'll say. I think I think it's because we both solve problems best in quiet circumstances. Okay. So if we're like in each other's, you know, realm, or or if we're if we're trying to brainstorm something that's different, but. When it comes time to like really thinking and, and thinking through a, a complex problem and like having that that freedom to think about mm-hmm. or like envision what you want out of yeah. life, goals, whatever, solving a problem, where you're going, I, I think we both operate well with quiet. Yeah. And that, that requires a level of freedom because if if you don't have that freedom, then you're never going to be able to create space to think properly. And I think we both need a lot of space to think because we're the same way in that aspect because we've talked about this before where we go to like masterminds and and networking events or and just just being being around a lot of people 24 7 uh, tends to like for me it's it's draining it's not my natural Mm -hmm. habitat I love talking and teaching but when I'm around a lot of people it drains me whereas Amy's okay being around a lot of people, but at the, at the same time, you eventually need like your peace and quiet yeah. or downtime from that. So yeah. I think that that's a shared yeah. value. I, I like going to like, I mean, you guys, um, if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, you see that we go to a monthly ma- mastermind and I love going. I go every month and Ray cho- um, picks and chooses what months he wants to go to because of what he just said. But for me, I love hanging out with people. But then like the next day, I literally don't want to talk to anybody. Like <laughs> literally just want to just veg in my room read a book or watch a movie or something but I agree with all that you were saying and that's an um, interesting perspective and I have a I have in my head I have a little bit of a difference thing of the independence for me is I want to be a hundred percent okay with me by myself right like that's why uh, I've talked about it on this podcast like I like hanging out with myself I'll go to the movies by myself. I'll go shopping. I'll go to lunch. I'll like, I like hanging out with me because if I'm okay with being me and a hundred percent by myself, then I'm going to show up in all my relationships better. Because if that relationship is going shitty for, and I'm not just talking about Ray, just, just in general with friends and stuff. If that relationship is going bad, I'm still okay. And I can come at it from a different perspective and not like, Oh, I need you to, to, I need to fix this because I, I need you in my life. I know that kind of sounds kind of harsh. <laughs> Am I explaining it right? Do you know what I mean? Like, just in, in the, well, I think we both value not relying yes. on other people. Like, I, I, from a, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, like, I don't know if that's innate or if it's a culture thing or where it came from exactly, but I know for sure we both, do not like relying on other people. Like I'm not one to ask for stuff or ask somebody to do something for me. Um, like I'm just a, uh, this may sound, I don't know. Some people that know me may not, or maybe if you see me, you may not think this, but I, I'm a giver at nature. So like I, I'd rather do for others as opposed to get things. Um, but at the same time, I just never want to, like that to me that's just freedom the ultimate yeah. freedom is being self-sufficient right and and other people call it having sovereignty over oneself right like i that's my ultimate goal i do not want to depend mm-hmm. on any outside help or other circumstances I, I really just believe that i make my luck yeah like that's just a belief that i've had and I think you have it too, because you have it tattooed on the what? on the back of your calf, oh, right? Oh, I, like I have a lot of tattoos. <laughs> which one are you talking about? Well, it's, in, it's, it's in other words. It's but. in other. It's my tattoo. It's it's in Latin. It says, "I shall find a way or make one." 
So, I, but and now I got what I was saying when you were talking. I was saying when I'm a hundred percent being myself. So if I'm bringing a hundred percent and Ray's bringing a hundred percent, when we come together, that's two hundred percent. As opposed to if I'm like just kind of like super reliant on Ray or anybody else, and I'm bringing like fifty fifty. Right now, when we come together, that's only a hundred. And if Ray is you know, if we break up or something, then I have to like build myself back up to this, like being okay with buying by myself. I think we're both okay. And, and being like, obviously if we were to break up tomorrow, it would be like a hard thing. Right. Cause we've been together so long, but honestly, I think both of us would be pretty. Okay. <laughs> and I, and I think that's what keeps us together though. Do you agree? You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, obviously we would miss being, like, because we are best friends. And what Ray was saying before, like, we rely on each other as partners and, like, our advice, like, the advice, like, we look at each other as, like, advisors. However, I think that because we're so okay with just being on our own, when we come together, it's, it's, uh, it's like a bigger equation, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I never thought about it the other way you said it, to be honest. Well, look at uh, that. Welcome to the Happy Health Podcast. You're learning things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it ultimately, I mean, because at the end of the day, we're talking about relationships here. I think it ultimately comes down to values. And um, I don't, you know, if, if you're listening, I don't know if you're familiar with human needs. But I think we, at a very young age, understood that we were both growth minded and we've kept that the entire time some people are very certainty driven um as our nature uh, i think which is innate i don't know that 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 was taught to us i think we're very adaptable people um by nature so we have that in common which allows us to be okay with growth moments and uncomfortable circumstances um and because we're both growth minded Right. It brings a lot of uncertainty in our life, but we're okay with that because we like, we like change. We like experiencing new things. Right. And that's all part of growth. But if you're one of those people that's like, I got to be like, like everything needs to be like this and you're very fixed in your ways and you hate change and uncertainty, like that, that may be a problem. And I think that that could be part of the clash in a lot of relationships because it's y'all, you guys aren't on the same page with human needs and and at the end of the day values long term you can't i'll say this you i think the a big mistake people make and i i heard somebody else on another podcast say this the other day is like people make relationship decisions long-term relationship decisions they make them really quickly nowadays in, in some instances and it's all based on emotion like there needs to be an emotional connection to have a relationship but after that first emotional relationship, you better make sure that you guys are on the same page with values and long-term goals and vision for where your life is going. Because if you don't state that up front and then you know you tie the knot and put the ring on that finger and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, by the way, I want this, this, and that. And that was never discussed. That may cl- cause a clash and you know probably cause issues in the relationships if, because you guys were never on the same page. To begin with, I, I don't yeah. believe in that whole like, you know, as long as we're emotionally attracted together, everything else will work itself out. Like that, that's bullshit in my opinion. So no cursing on that. I'm just kidding. I forgot what I was gonna say. No, I I agree with that, and I also think um okay, what would you just say? I got thrown off by the cursing. <laughs> Oh, you were saying the the emotional attachment. I think um, that's one of the reasons why uh, I posted a while back how Ray and I have started going. And we have always done it like informally, but we went away and actually sat down and looked at each other's goals and we're make sure we were on the same page. And and that was a more formal process. But of course, you could do it informally. You could just have conversations like when we when we're at date night, that's a lot of times that what we're talking about, like what we're doing next. So like what we're working on and or where we want to go or what we're, we're trying to maybe get rid of. Like those are making sure you're on the same page. And um, I don't know if I agree with what you said, though, on it being innate. I think that we both have a growth mindset because of how we grew up with our families, which is a whole nother time yeah. for, I don't know if we can go into that. Yeah, you're probably, well, you said something else I think is important. I think we, we, I don't think this was ever conscious. I'm just looking at it now from the outside looking in. I think 
it'd be good a good exercise to set an intention for wherever you're going. So if you're going to an event like we commonly do, the intention is growth. And the reality is like we talk to each other every day. So like, are you there to be in your relationship? Like you don't go to a mastermind or an event or whatever, right? To to just be with your, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a date night. You're there for a specific intention and that yeah. purpose is usually growth. So from early on, we just told each other like, hey, it's probably better if we separate sometimes at these events because we're not going to grow by just staying together and being like we're basically staying in the same circle uh, with each other because we're used to that all day and every day. But that's not going to cause growth in certain instances because you were just saying, you know, how we we kind of go to we go to masterminds and we're not together right. the whole time. I think it's also important to like, okay, so let's say you're like, well, me and my, my significant other are not going to events. Like it could be like going to a wedding, right? Let's say you guys go to a wedding and it's maybe your, your husband's friend from college. And it may sound silly, but honestly, I've seen so many fights on like these silly little things. And if you're in a relationship, you know, you can... Uh, the smallest little thing can turn into the biggest fight ever. But let's say it's your husband's friend from college and it's a bunch of buddies he hasn't seen and whatever. And in his head, he's thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be like going back to college. And he, he plans on having the whole night of just like partying with his friends and taking shots and blah, blah, blah. And because of that, he's not with you the whole time, right? And you may feel abandoned, right? But if you have that conversation before, and if he's like, hey, you know, I, I know at weddings, we normally are doing this and this, but this, I haven't seen these guys in a while, so I may not be by your side the whole time. Imagine going into the wedding like that, as opposed to thinking, and you're just sitting there stewing the whole freaking wedding and just watching him having fun, and you just want to take a champagne glass and like throw it at him because you're just like, what the hell? Imagine if he had told you that beforehand, how that would change. That's what I'm talking. That's what we're talking about with the expectation, right? And then apply that to all the things. Right. And it sounds like a lot. You're like, well, I have to tell him this. I have to tell her that I have to do this. But it's not like that. It's like you're on the way to the wedding. You're like, you know what? I'm going to like I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Right. Like it's not this like, well, I have to have a conversation about this. For some things it might. For other things, it's just be like, hey, I'm doing this. You know, uh, like we know already like that's that's ingrained in our relationship when we go to these things. And it, it actually counts for for parties too. A lot of times when we do like client events, like Ray's mingling, I'm mingling, like we'll come together, like, you know, hey, how you doing? And then we'll go (laughs) for it. But because that's, we have that expectation already, we don't have to have that conversation, right? It could be the opposite. It could be like, maybe you're super shy. You know, no one, you want to tell your significant other, like, yeah, hey, I know you're, you used to mingle, you're used to mingling or uh, whatever, but you know, I'm really uncomfortable because I don't know anybody. I would just love if you check in, you know, a couple of times during the night. Right. And then the person's like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Right. So just it, it goes both ways of just setting it up on like what you want from the, your partner on, on all the levels. And like I said, it may sound like a ton of work. However, obviously, like just like you're running a business or if you're having a career, if you're not working at it, it's not going to get better. Yeah. And right. Let me say something else on that note. If you're listening to what she just said about parties and all this stuff (laughs) and like some people like, listen, everybody has specific rules. If you've never uncovered them where you, you think, you know, how, how you go to an event, how you dress to go to an event, how you act at an event, how you, you know, whether you talk at a certain decibel at like a wedding, right? Like all these rules, you know, exist from your childhood and how you were raised be okay with being told no. Meaning we're, I think that is a, something that's a little different too. Like we, we are okay with disagreeing. Yes. Right. So like, and I like to ask why a lot, which I think helps because I'm not, I'm not the guy that's going to just be like, well, I want this to be this way because it just makes me feel good. Right. right? I'm the guy that's, and we've had these conversations before where I just ask, well, why? Like, why, well, why do you want me to do that? Like what, What are you getting out of that, right? Because again, I'm I'm growth minded, and I don't want Amy to be this person that like l- depends on me for every little thing. So from my perspective, I'm always asking that question because I really want to understand one why she wants that, mm-hmm. and then 
Two, I want to be able to understand like, is this worth both of our time and is this best for both of us long term? That's how I think. Yeah. And but Amy's okay with me saying like, no, I'm not doing that because I think <laughs> I think that specific scenario, like I don't think it's going to help us, right? So she's okay with that. I think in a, I've seen this in other relationships where one of them's not okay with that. And then it just creates this giant clash and it's like my way or the highway. Yeah. Like that's not how the relationship works. And again, that, that goes back to us valuing the independence and the freedom yeah. side of thing. I think we're okay with, with that disagreement unless it's causing like an extreme yeah. discomfort. I'll, I'll give a, a quick example on it's, it's a little silly, but it's the, it's the first one that came to my mind because like I'm thinking of a picture. But I love dressing up for Halloween um, and I'll go all out. Like I will, I I won't buy like a costume. I'll make it. I'll, I'll make it look as real as possible. And Ray doesn't like dressing up for Halloween. So if we go out or if we're doing a party or whatever, there are times when Ray's all in and he will dress up and he'll say yes. And there are times when he's like, "Fuck no, I'm not dressing up. I can't be upset." You know what I mean? Like if that's my I I value Halloween. Like I, my family loves it. Like it's really big in my family. Like we love going just doing the most. Ray does not. So if I got mad at him when he said no, like when he was just saying, that would cause a, a argument, right? Like I can't force him to do something. Or even if I, if let's say Ray just did it to appease me, there's resentment there, right? I just have to be okay with Ray doesn't value Halloween as much as I do. And again, I said it's a silly example, but you, you know, if you're in a relationship, the silliest thing, like a towel on the floor can cause like you guys not talking for like a week, right? So it's the same. Yeah, it's that whole, like there's certain instances of, of being, you know, courted, you know, from a relationship perspective. Right. Where things can, um, how can I say this? Where, like, obviously it makes sense for you guys to be on the same page. But I would have you consider and think about this one question. Because I was just sitting here listening while she was saying all this. Is, like, do you want to rely on another person and how another person does specific things to justify or uh, set how you feel? Yeah. Because basically what we're talking about here is in relationships where one party wants the other one to behave or do a specific thing because it makes them feel a specific way. Yeah. I think we we have drawn that line pretty well over the years to the point where that that's what I meant by earlier. It's like be okay saying no. Like you need to really take a step back. And I know it's a simple, simple question, but it's like why do you want that other person to do X because it makes you feel that way. And like, why do you need that other person to do X to make you feel that way? When in reality, you're in charge of your emotions. Yeah. Yep. It's going back to when I talk about like, you can only control what you control, right? Like with the Halloween example, like you may be saying, oh, it's going to make me feel happy that we're dressing as like a couple and it's so cute, blah, blah, blah. But if it's making Ray miserable, Ray has to put his emotion first, right? He can't put my emotion first. And a lot of times that sounds selfish to some people, but I've talked about it a million times on this podcast. It's okay to be selfish because when you put yourself first, you're going to show up 100% better. I'd rather Ray come to a party or come to an event not dressed up and be happy and be himself because he's not, I didn't force him to wear a costume than to appease me by doing what I wanted to do. And now he's a grumpy girl the whole time because he's pissed off because he's wearing this <laughs> stupid thing. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, uh, that's why I wanted to use that example because it's easy to understand, but you can apply it to a lot of things. Like it, Ray said it perfectly. Like, are you forcing the person to do something just so you can feel better? You know, like, yeah, used- or, or things that make people, it, it happens a lot in like, I would say like outings and family events and, yeah. and, you know, weddings and just how, I mean, I've seen the arguments that other relationships come up about that. Like just how, how one one of the uh, spouses acts in specific scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, I just wish he wouldn't do that." And it's like, like maybe that's really him. Like, yeah. why why are you so concerned with, you know? I, I'm not saying some people can't grow and do certain things, but but like, 
why did you marry this person in the first place? If like, if that's really them, then like, wouldn't you be happier that they're happier being themselves as opposed to setting all these parameters and rules around how they need to act, how they need to dress, how they need to respond and what they need to do in order to serve you, right? As opposed to, again, you thinking only I am in control of my emotions and I, I am in charge of how I respond to my circumstances, Yeah. right? So I'm in, I'm in charge of my own surroundings right now. Don't get me wrong where we can, this can be ex- taken to the extreme. I'm not talking about like somebody being crazy noisy in the house or something like that. Like those oh, yeah, are, though, those what, are different. It's what, that's what I was saying. Going back to, um, you've, we both value freedom and independence. So obviously that, that is something that's very important. You like to be a, your own thing. And obviously <laughs> I like to be my own, t- my yeah. own thing too. You know, like, um, uh, you know, I you you're very like toned down, like personality wise, like even like with your clothes, like very just like you know, just neutrals and all that stuff. And clearly, I am the complete opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> but neither of us tries to change that about each other. Yep. You know what I mean? We're not like, oh, you need to wear this, you need to wear that. And but that, it you have to figure out what those things are, right? Like what going into your relationship like what are the things if honesty if you okay honesty i think goes for any relationship what does that mean right like that doesn't mean for me it doesn't mean like i just went on a girl's night um with all my friends it doesn't mean that i come home and i'm giving right every single little detail is i'm telling him like where i was and like you know i'll give him like the gist and stuff but this doesn't mean i'm like sharing like trade secrets from my girlfriends you know what i mean but i'm also uh we're brutally honest about other things right so and with the expectations it's constantly figuring out as we grow as individuals and as we grow together to make sure we're on the same page of those expectations. And nine times out of 10, if we have an argument, it's because of that issue. Right? Yeah. Like and it's and just, the, I think too, one of the things is the, yeah. you know, the whole saying, uh, the grass isn't greener on the other side, the grass is greener where you water it. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, look at other people's relationships and you, you look at the highlight reel of everything, but you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. But if, if you don't, if you're not actually grateful for the relationship you're in and you don't take a step back to really, you know, if, if you're in a relationship for a long time, it's easy to forget about the original reasons why you married that person. Right. So you need to take a step back and really, if you're like getting that feeling of something's off or y'all are whatever, you're not on the same page, like take a step back and really analyze why'd you get in the relationship in the first place and think about those little things and appreciate the little things that you were in love with in the beginning, right? Because I, I know it's easy to see other people's relationships and and you can you can be like, oh, I just wish he was like that because you saw somebody else was like that. Or I just wish she would be, do, do this like so-and-so, yeah. right? It's oh easy, gosh, easy to do that. But I'm telling you right now, just because they have that little one thing that you wish you had, there's a hundred other things that you're probably not grateful for that that couple that you're looking at probably don't have yeah. behind the scenes and and you're again you're tending to because this happens long term you, you tend to take things for granted you know as, as time yeah. goes by well I, that goes back to expectations i'm telling you it always goes back to expectations just what you said like oh when you're out with your girlfriends or whatever and you're like well um so-and-so's husband does this and you're like i wish my husband does that but you also don't know what his what their husband doesn't do that your husband does Mm-hmm. You know, like I could give you an example, Ray like never does the dishes, but that's never, that wasn't our, like, I think it's like blue moon, right? They do <laughs> but that's not the expectation that we have in our household. Right? right. So if, if I go out with my girlfriends and they're saying, you know, my husband does the dishes every night and everybody else is like, oh, I wish that he would do that. Well, has that been talked about? Does your husband know that you want him to do dishes or to help with the dishes or do anything like that? We don't know. And what if that's the only thing he does, right? Like, that's the only thing that that husband does. He does the dishes, but he doesn't help clean the rest of the house. He doesn't help with the kids. He doesn't help with the bills. He doesn't do anything. Would you want that? Or do you want him to do the dishes? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not always like Ray was saying, you don't, you don't always know the whole story, right? And I'm, and I think that comparison game is tricky because you don't know the whole story. So stick to what you want in your relationship, like what your things are, because it's completely different. Like, I do not care if Ray does the freaking dishes. I really don't. Like, I, it's not even like, 
in my radar. If he does them, great. It's not like he's not getting an award for anything. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's not like, oh my God, he's like the best husband ever because right. of that. It's all the other things that we've set that he's sticking to and vice versa. Right. And get and then on the flip side, just get around. If you really want the other person to elevate, then you need to get around those people that are already elevated. Meaning put yourself in circles of people that you look up to or you emulate, right? So you can learn what they're doing, right? Because we, we've we learned different things. from Like date night wasn't always a thing, but we do date night consistently, right? So like mm-hmm. that that wasn't always a, a thing for us years ago. But right. you get around certain couples and you get to talking to them like, well, we do this and we do that. And you get like you learn um, specific things that are working for them. Yeah. Right. And, and, you try and then you can, them. right. And you can try and try and implement them and, and see if it works for you. But at the end of the day, you still got to be your own um, partnership and own individuals. Yeah. Well, I think that was a very good episode. So, <laughs> all right. So to close up, I've asked Ray these questions the first time he was on, but that was a long, long time ago. So we're going to ask them again and see if he has different, new, exciting answers. Are you ready? (laughs) He doesn't know the questions. I told him the first one, but I wouldn't tell him the next one. So, and he was a little miffed about that. But it's my podcast, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, first question is: What is your favorite book and why? Um, I used to give answers for this based on what I was reading. Currently, I'm going to say I don't have a favorite book. My favorite book is the one that I'm reading right now because I I think, you know, I I'm growth-minded and I'm always uh, wanting to learn new things. So, uh, I mean, I have a, a couple that I think would be good for certain instances, but I wouldn't call that a favorite. All right. So what are you reading right now? Um, Honestly, I've been listening to more podcasts, to be honest. I've been listening to Ed Milet's podcast. Um, I did just download a, a, a new book uh, based on a person that was on Milet's podcast, The Everyday Hero Manifesto. Uh, by Robin Sharma. I'm going to start listening to that. Oh, I, haven't I haven't started yet. So that is not a endorsement. He, <laughs> he, he doesn't know if it sucks. It could absolutely suck. I'm if you, want, I mean, the most recent one I was listening to, if you want a, a good book on, on health, uh, Life Force by uh, Peter Diamandis and Tony Robbins. Uh, it's, a, it's a great one okay. on uh, health topics. Uh, so I, I mentioned that I did tell him that one question and then when when he told me he didn't have an answer, I was like, wait, you have a favorite movie. So how come you have a favorite movie and not a favorite book? Well, beca- because movies, to me, evoke emotion. If you have a favorite movie, it's probably because it evokes specific emotions in you. And it also probably reminds you of either something you aspire to be or something you have been in the past, um, at least for me, right? So like when I watch a movie and it really like, hits me in the soul i really like it because it's either inspiring me to be something it's motivating me right there's something i like about it that's making me feel a specific way i don't really get that with books and that may be different for other people but i I don't get that that same uh level of emotion from just listening to an audiobook or uh and i don't spend a ton of time reading books it's because you typically read nonfiction, and i don't think nonfiction like hits you in your soul yeah fiction does uh so but the next question obviously from what you just said is what's your favorite movie then oh jesus (laughs) (laughs) my i mean my favorite's always been gladiator what a surprise um i do like i would say any of the like the 300 movie it's probably up there for most guys and then you know the bat the batman trilogy is pretty high up there i feel like you've rewatched that batman trilogy like once a month but like like, yeah, and like, honestly, you know what? Another yes. another one that you you get on me for a lot. Uh, the Last Dance, Michael Michael Jordan's documentary. I, I've watched it. I think I'm the, this is the third time. It's I'm way more than it. third. You've watched that so many times. Yeah. Again, I, I like, just love Michael. Jordan. We have we have two living rooms, and so I'll, I'll be do- I'll be upstairs or downstairs, and I'll hear it. And I'm like, are you watching that again? <laughs> he just he's obsessed. But you know what? I'm obsessed with friends. It's all right. We all have our things. All right. The next question is, what is a daily habit that uh, you just absolutely have to do and why? Hmm. Hmm. You're just trying to stump me. I'm not trying to stump you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, 
I would say, I mean, the most important one is for me is water. I mean, I, I, we've had that for a long time. I, I get up every morning and I drink anywhere from 24 to 32 ounces of water. Uh, I think it's probably the easiest and most important thing you can do for yourself. Uh, hydration is a huge thing. I mean, we're, we're obviously in the fitness industry, so, uh, we've been around that, but I think, uh, yeah, that's the most, I would say that's, that's the most effective one that I have outside of that. Uh, I've never been a, a really early riser, you know that. Um, so I need my, I do have a habit of creating space for myself in the morning. So like on my way to work, I, I go to cert, I either go to like Whole Foods or somewhere to get, uh, coffee or, and green juice or whatever breakfast. But I, I like to take my time for the first few hours of the day. I do not like to be rushed and I don't schedule stuff early in the morning. Um, because I, I just feel like it's a time to clear my head. And I think a lot of people wake up and just rush into You're the also day. not a money morning person, so yeah, you're I'm a night, night in owl. the morning. <laughs> so it's best if you don't talk to people. <laughs> um, the last question may throw you for a loop. Um, so because this is the Happy Health Podcast, there, if you can give the audience one thing to be happier and one thing to implement to be healthier, what would you say? Ooh, one, thing, <laughs> one thing to be happier and one thing to be what? Healthier. The happy health, you know, happy health podcast. I can keep talking if you want to think about one it. Thing, <laughs> one thing to be happier, I think we already talked about it, is, you know, I forget, there's a quote about it, but stop having expectations of others. You know, I, I, I really don't set my expectations high of people. I've learned over the years to not do that because you will be disappointed. So I always go into relationships, friendships, businesses, all, all the stuff um, with the mindset of like, I have high hopes for these people. It doesn't mean that I don't have expectations, but I already preset in my head at all times. If something goes sideways and they don't meet my expectations, I'm not going to go crazy about it and I get over it quickly. So I would say, not lower your expectations, but be okay with people not meeting your expectations. So I'm going to challenge you a little bit because we just did a whole podcast on setting our <laughs> expectations with people. <laughs> and then you just said, don't have expectations. That's not what I said. I said, I said be okay. Be okay with, with, with the expectations not being met. Like obviously you could have consequences for people when they don't meet them or, or there's going to be consequences either way. But I, I stay neutral and I move on from things quickly. And I think that's a, uh, a skill that a lot of people don't have. They, they hold on to experiences and they, they constantly wire themselves to feel a specific way about a specific situation. So if you can just look at it for any situation and reframe it from a place of like, what's the lesson here? Maybe what did I miss? What can I learn? And how can I grow from this and move on? The quicker you can do that, the faster you grow. Got it. And what about the last one? Do you remember what it was? No, nope, you reset it. That <laughs> <laughs> was one thing to be healthier. One thing to be healthier. And you can't say water because you said that already. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I mean, just move. You, you got to work out. Like the the human body's meant to move. And I think if you, I really subscribe to the use it or lose it principle. Uh, I've seen it myself when I've, when I've gotten into funks or whatever you want to call it, where you, you just stop working out or whatever you call it. So I think just get into some kind of habit of working out and, and pick something that you'll stick to and be compliant with. Cause the, the greatest thing is compliance or adherence to a workout program. So just, you know, whether that's <clears throat> cycling or lifting or a combo of those, just find Find some kind of routine that you enjoy and, and really stick with it for life because you're, you're, you're really not going to get, I can tell you right now, you're not, we've been coaching people for years. You're, you're not going to get away with, uh, not moving, uh, if you want to live long and feel good. Good advice. And what's funny is I've had many people on the podcast and that is the number one answer from all, oh. I've had all sorts of, I had chiropractors, nutritionists, uh, um meditation experts uh, uh just all sorts of things you know like and almost every single person says movement 
Yep. So, Yo, I got, I got a bonus. A, I got a, a bonus one. <laughs> oh, bonus. A bonus! Okay. One. <laughs> he's like, I don't I want to be like everybody else. You know what? I just thought of this. Just because we were talking about movement, it popped in my head. And, and I do boxing sessions with one of our trainers weekly. I would say don't discount the value of thinking of getting a coach in anything, in any area of your life. I think people just see coaches as either counselors or life coaches or business coaches. But I can tell you right now, there are coaches for anything you can think of. So if there's a specific area of your life that you're struggling with, I would say like put it in the, the, the top of your or have it top of mind to be open to hiring somebody or an expert or somebody that's better than you at a specific thing. Absolutely. I actually have a, I'm trying to see if I can find it fast enough. I have a podcast episode and I'll put it in the the show notes, but on why you should actually hire a coach, right? Like it's exactly what Ray said. Like literally just getting somebody who's one step ahead of you can be a game changer, right? Because they're teaching you the lessons that you're struggling to learn, or you're going to go a little bit faster because their failures are going to turn into lessons that they can teach you. So you can get a coach for anything. And I don't think you're ever above getting a coach. Like Ray, um, he kind of just like said it quickly, but Ray also owns a gym with, we own it together. And so you would think, and a lot of people assume, oh, a gym owner doesn't need somebody to train them, right? He just said he has one of our employees train him. So it's, it doesn't necessarily always mean it has to be, you know, this, this big grand, you know, thing. It could just be somebody that is doing something that you want to do and hold you accountable to it. And then, you're right. Well, like you, I mean, you're an example, like yeah. these people, how many people, if you're listening to this, have you ever thought of, let me hire somebody to teach me how to be happy? Well, right. But I think it's a thing because a lot of people are freaking miserable nowadays. So <laughs> like it, it would, you wouldn't think of that. So my point is. If there's any specific area of your life where you're not happy, you know, I'm I'm pretty certain that there's a coach for almost everything on the planet or a mentor uh, for anything that you're looking to improve in. So just always have that at the top of your mind. And if you uh, you know where to go if you want to learn to be happier, right? I mean, definitely have the best program Shameless ever. Plug. Shameless plug. is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. That is true. If you plug something, I did it would plug be it for you. But anyway, <laughs> go for it. You plug that wasn't on purpose. Thing, your own thing. It would have been a shameless plug. It's my podcast. I can say whatever I want. All right. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Thank you, dear husband, for being on my hundredth episode. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so if you are liking this these episodes, if you especially like this one, you can take a screenshot of it, tag me, post it on Instagram and stories. Um, if you have a question or if you want to see a topic uh, that you want me to discuss, you can slide into my DMs and I will definitely get that on the roster. But thank you for listening and I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show so far, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to write a review. Also, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice to get updated on the next episode. The Happy Health Podcast is now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all other major podcast platforms.